1: Bit of the reality is as always it's newer and today i'm really excited because little lord jesus is here to record with me a full episode of little That's lord jesus <laughs> did you not watch salt lake city Mama?
0: when did she say little lord jesus the- oh when <laughs> she sang away in a an manger <laughs> yes. my big takeaway honestly was when god would she say god is so thankful for me or like god No, no, no 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 well, what did she say? I'm it's so important. She said I'm so oh, I'm important so to important guy. God. <laughs> I had to go back because I was like, did I hear that right?
1: Yes. Same. <laughs> anyway, it's Tom Hamlet She's from Dumpster best.
0: Dive. <laughs> Hit me. Hi.
1: <laughs> um I was just – every time I'm about to record an episode with you, if I'm, like, watching the content that I'm going to record with you later, I am giggling extra hard the whole time because I'm just so excited about the possibility of then talking to you about it.
0: I really am excited, too, because also this episode – Salt Lake City is, is, just a mad, is just a Mad Libs sport <laughs> at this point.
1: A, yeah, a clown car. It's just – things are just coming out out of nowhere. They're mm-hmm. They're literally taking – like wet paper towels and just throwing it to ideas, and during they're like whatever sticks.
0: Who knows? I like I like the choir. <laughs> Let's. I think talk it's about a funny it. idea. I I would join the choir.
1: I was going to ask you that. What song would you sing to audition for? Heather well, it K's has to be choir? royalty
0: free. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Although you know something I thought about is mm-hmm. how do they get the royalties like on? american idol for them to sing those songs do they or is it short enough where that doesn't matter
1: i don't know You're, you're thinking
0: that i'm like we're only seeing like a small snippet like yeah like you know lisa could take on the musical stylings of taylor swift and i don't know that it would really matter
1: yeah and i also just feel like when somebody's badly singing your song like do Will they really come out? Like, will Taylor really come after somebody? She would, but would anybody else? She would because
0: she's
1: (laughs) she's she's a monster. Um, but I feel like anybody else, like I don't think that they're gonna come after you. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's not
0: exactly. What would I sing though? I mean, "Amazing Grace" always hits. Everyone Mm -hmm. was singing that, so I Mm -hmm. I could take that on. Mm -hmm. Um, the Star-Spangled Banner. Mm -hmm. Although, isn't the Star-Spangled Banner what, it's a happy birth. No, happy birthday. You can't sing. What? I'm pretty sure happy birthday you cannot sing on camera because it is not royalty free.
1: Okay. Well, Luann Delassate has sang it multiple times to every I'm single person. Sure, that's
0: true. <laughs> There's some sort of thing with happy birthday like that. It's like surprising that you didn't know that it was someone. Like, yeah, I, I can't remember.
1: Well, she's about to lose her cabaret fortune because that woman will take any opportunity to sing happy birthday to somebody.
0: Did you see the video of her singing Fleetwood Mac? I sure did. I mean, if there's anyone she should take on, it's that because like it's in her register, but yeah. still. So bad. So bad. <laughs> she's she like- thinks we're there to watch her sing. That's the part that she still doesn't get.
1: But then I'm always like, you know, people need to stop.
0: <laughs> need stop, stop singing?
1: No, like somebody needs to – Somebody, we have to stop going to her shows.
0: Well, I've never been, but I would I know.
1: go. <laughs> Same. I'm like, I would never pay money for that. But I'm like, if somebody paid for me to go, I would go.
0: Yeah. No, I would just buy a ticket.
1: No, I don't know if I would spend my money on Why not, Luann. How so much are fun. those – okay, what's the top dollar you're spending on Luann?
0: I would not spend anything more than fifty dollars. Okay,
1: that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. She was right here in Montclair a couple of uh, years ago, and I she was- made her way
0: all the way out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, she kind of started out here. Like, I don't it's think true. that she's getting like big clubs in New York City. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she.
0: Well, she's at fifty-four below, which is not a big club, but it is a reputable space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like shitting on her but then also we're like we're kind of proud of you Luann
2: <laughs>
0: I'm proud of her I mean she's really she has no self-awareness she's turned um being a criminal into um a career
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh work she's she's also slightly mm-hmm. in on it I think she has a little ounce of in on it
1: mm-hmm. a little bit yeah I don't know though she- like how ha- her
0: doing the show with Sonia, they both have to have an ounce of in on itness.
1: Yes, but the in on itness is like they think they're funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Sonia is, I think, actually funny.
0: But yeah, she's a gifted comedian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She is. Some her physical just, comedy, I, top yeah, notch. Some people don't get delivery like her. Yeah, you know Someone else I was saying that I think is one of the great Physical comedians of our time mm-hmm. um, Brian from Family Karma
1: Yeah he is. <laughs> he
0: is He's always finding himself in these hijinks Where he's like tripping and like Oh my clothes aren't here on time <laughs> Like just like Hilarious little like Things are always occurring around him
1: But I think also it's like funny And adorable because he's just so
0: cute Oh he's hot yeah
1: yeah. Like he's so hot that like when he's like an aloof dodo bird, I'm like, oh Brian.
0: I really oh, I love him.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So today we're gonna talk about rehearsals of Salt Lake City. We're also gonna touch on Love is Blind. I wanna start I know we already started talking about the choir, but mm-hmm. I wanna talk about Love is Blind first because we're gonna talk okay. about it briefly. And if you want to hear all my thoughts about it, you can head on over to Dumpster Dive where I will be going in. In on all my thoughts. And at the end of this episode, uh, I will be sharing with you guys some clips from Giselle of Who Asked Me podcast because she is on the road. She's traveling, she's moving cross country, but she made the effort to send me all her thoughts about the finale and the reunion. And so I'm gonna share that with you guys at the end of this episode. But Tom, let's talk about Love is Blind.
0: Um Another great season. I mean, I think they do it better than most Bravo shows.
1: Okay. I've told – I said this to you. I don't know if this is truly, like, the greatest television show I have ever watched in my life or trash.
0: Like – No, it's – it. well, talk about in on it. They're geniusly (laughs) casting people that aren't in on it. Like, they don't – I love that they just – Cast these people that don't totally get what they're doing. Like they don't get how ridiculous they're going to come across, including the hosts, Nick and Vanessa. Yeah,
1: Yeah. don't you love that Vanessa? Like when she asks the question, she practically goes and sits in your lap to hear the answer. She fully turns her body and she's like, "Yeah, girl, tell me."
0: She's sobbing. I'm like, "Why are you crying? (laughs) Like, get it together." Andy's not crying at reunions.
1: (laughs) Andy can't wait to leave.
0: Yeah, he's like, let me get this like, million-dollar check for this one appearance and go head back to my to my West Village two-story home.
1: Do you think that um, Nick and Vanessa are well-paid for this show?
0: Yeah, for them.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
0: but, but I doubt that they have, like, a really, really intense, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine their rate being wild. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't even know what numbers look like for jobs like that, but...
1: You think they're sure getting they get six one. figures for this? I hope so.
0: Mm-mm. No. Oh, six? I thought seven when you said six.
1: <laughs> no, six. Yeah, six. definitely
0: six. Definitely six.
1: Yeah, they're 100,000 errors through Netflix for sure.
0: Maybe we all be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I bet, I bet you they make like 200 on a season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, no. I bet you they make... I bet you they make per episode because they're only on like three episodes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I bet you they make like 75 an app.
1: <laughs> Sad. But I mean, I mean it's not it's bad. It's
0: an easy job.
1: It's an easy job. Nick if is still getting his royalty. Mine, and- that's like
0: almost $600,000.
1: Yeah. And Nick is still getting his 98 degrees, like, uh, you know, royalty. It's his problem. Do those checks just, like, really
0: play. amount to much anymore? I think so. What are the 90-degree songs? I always forget them. They were always like the forgotten. give
1: me one child. more night, una noche. You remember oh, that Oh, a great one.
0: <laughs> so noche.
1: inappropriate for white boys from Ohio I singing see, in I Spanish. Not an not an ounce of like any color? Latin. Any, not an ounce of color to be seen across the four.
0: Um, they have another one. There's a ballad that I used to love. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: what
0: was it? I can't remember. Mm. No, but you
1: know, ninety I, degrees not the worst.
0: <laughs> I cannot handle, and I don't want to go too much into it here because we would definitely need to talk about it at like length um, on on dumpster dive. But the way he says "faulty, faulty, faulty," I was like, "What are we doing?" I'm like, "I get," like it makes <laughs> I'm like, "What." Seeing all these straight (laughs) people from Dallas, Texas, be like, oh, the tea is spilling hunty. I'm like, get me out of this hellscape.
1: No, I noticed that the entire season. Every other person was like, it's the blah, blah, blah. It's the gold goblets for me. I'm like, shut
0: up. Oh my God. No one actually, it's like there are a lot of things in internet verbiage that you don't want to actually hear someone say. Mm Mm-mm.
1: And they say like, all
0: of them. It's the something for me is something that I think just reads better in a tweet. And even then, it's, like, very passe at this point. But, like, mm-hmm. but hearing someone literally say it's the something for me, I'm, like, I understand boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I'm like, "Am I a boomer?" Like I, <laughs> I
1: you know, like that where I
0: become homophobic when I hear people say "full tea, full tea, full tea." I'm like, "Oh God, is this what I sound like?"
1: You're like, "Thanks a lot, of gay culture." I'm like, what you're doing?
0: <laughs> it was just too much for me. Um, but what, what I, I mean, the couple things about it, I thought that the reunion flop city. <laughs> They didn't talk about anything after it was mm-hmm. over. I was like, I think we talked about nothing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like the abortion thing was literally just like they essentially gave them like a a badge of honor for for bringing up abortion on camera, and then said, anyways,
1: yeah. And then they like, like Colleen, Colleen who's trapped.
0: <laughs> well, we don't want to hear Colleen and um that true crime of a husband's um <laughs> thoughts on abortion. <laughs>
1: Matt and Colleen are going to be the first time that Netflix says murder like Murder Suey? Yeah. No, no. Not, Mark, not murder Suey. Um.
0: They gave murder Suey to me.
1: This is so inappropriate. And
0: we know who's doing the murdering. <laughs> who's
1: doing the Sueys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's the same person. He thinks he looks like Matthew or he thinks he sounds like Matthew McConaughey. He does not. Um, listen, I
0: know so many of him, though.
1: I was okay. Filmed,
0: they literally filmed this maybe steps from my high school.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like when
0: they're in these like corporate apartments, like I'm, I know exactly where they are, and they're not in Dallas. They're in like the outskirts. Like it's like they're like I Frisco. know all of these people. <laughs> like Frisco. Well, I was thinking more um, Las Colinas. <laughs> I don't know if you know what Las Colinas is, but it's essentially <laughs> a, a post-apocalyptic hellscape of just like <laughs> business buildings and a creek where. <laughs> um I guess <laughs> SK and what's her face went on a gondola ride in.
2: <laughs> Raven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I okay. Um, I can't wait. We're gonna go into so much detail on dumpster dive about this because we're gonna talk about the whole season, right?
0: Yeah, we I wanna unpack all of it. I mean, was anything surprising to you though? I guess this is what my my big question for you here.
1: The only thing that I was surprised by was that um Nancy is had a lot of heat for Cole, but I didn't feel like she really did for East. Well, I,
0: she's—I think she's, as the kids say, digmatized by him. Even, <laughs> even. Herself.
1: First of all, that's one of my absolute favorite terms, digmatized. I love that. There's it no so word much. like it. None. Not a single There's a word one. There's no word
0: that means that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah there's there's no other way to i I guess the 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 uh the other
0: version it's literally like yeah
1: i I guess the other the other version of it is pussy whipped
0: sure yeah it doesn't roll off the tongue as much for me digmatize is
1: amazing
0: because
1: you know what i imagine you know like old-timey cartoons where somebody's hypnotized and their eyes are like swirling but the swirlies are
0: dicks I did just think of something though. Why is it not dicknotized? And why right? It's it's not it's not hip-mo-tized. I guess hypno there. You know what I mean? Like where does the M come into play here? dickmatized
1: <laughs> I don't know, but I you make a great point. That's a really thought, good Hearing question. you say them
0: back to back, I was like, oh, wow. I guess I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, she, even though he, you know, is deeply, deeply Republican, she's still very interested in sitting on his dick one more time.
1: Yeah. But I feel like is you think that he even knows what he's doing? He doesn't seem like it.
0: Mm, no, but I worry she's never had good sex.
1: Oh, God, you're right.
0: She kind of yeah. gives that to me a little bit.
1: Yeah, or she seems like a the type of person who has a lot of, ha, who has had sex that where she like never quite spoke up about what she wanted. She was like, yeah, it's great. It's well, great. I
0: mean, you're really getting to something there. I don't think she speaks up about much of what she wants mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. because
0: even with the abortion stuff, she didn't really step into. She was there to educate him on it, but she wasn't there. She didn't step into the stance of, like, this is a deal breaker, which it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she pretended that it wasn't. Like, she's, she wanted to make it work regardless of that. But, I mean, I'm kind of – I'm not going to say I'm team him, but I'm team I'm, – I'm saying I'm team him for, for making the choice for her to not be together because, like, yeah. I'm that really upset me that she said yes.
1: Yeah. I don't know why she said yes. It just
0: upset me for her. Like, I'm – there's a protection level on his side, which I'm sure is not what he meant. He he wasn't trying to protect her. He was just not interested. But, like, I am happy that he said no, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Because yeah. Yeah. they would be trapped in a very bizarre relationship.
1: Yes. I think that um, it was also confusing because she said, I'm all in on you. And then he was like, listen, I don't want to get married right now. I just think that we should still talk. And she was like, no. I was like, well, I mean, if you really love a person, if you really right. love a person, you really want to be with them. I don't understand why you like like it, the all or nothing. Mm-hmm. The no, all or nothing me. didn't make it's confusing for me.
0: <laughs> it's the confusion for me. <laughs> Said it wrong. <laughs> I'm a boomer. Um. Yeah. He, I once again was kind of team him when he was like. He was like, "I don't understand. Like, you literally just said yes, to marrying me." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I'm literally telling you, I'm willing to like continue to hang out. I just need More I'm not time. ready to do this yet." Mm-hmm. So that's my one critique of the show. Mm-hmm. I think they need to get married first.
1: You're saying we need to turn this into married at first maths, sight? Yeah.
0: <laughs> because here's the thing that about maths, which is amazing, is the stakes are so much higher because they're like. Well, shit. <laughs> Granted, you can get an annulment, and it not in literally, just your marriage completely disappears, and it never happened. But mm-hmm. and that's what they do on on maths, But um, and I do you watch it, Married at First No, but
1: it's it has been recommended to me by multiple people. Apparently, there's what a season five that's really good.
0: 11? Well, I don't know. We're in like season like 28 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch all of them, but sometimes I'll find one that's really good. I There's one a couple seasons ago that was really, really good and I'll send it to you. Okay, I'll great. like figure out which one it was. Um, But the thing about that works about that show is the stakes are so high at the top that they have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem with this is what does the engagement really mean? Nothing. It doesn't mean anything. And then the marriage itself i mean it is it is a marriage so that that is the stakes there are real mm-hmm. but i think it would be the show would work better if they married earlier and then had to navigate things mm-hmm. or if people actually just like quit yeah like mm-hmm. no one quitting leaves us feeling like it's fake i think yeah at the end yeah. like the, like, Cole and Zenib, like, do you think she would have quit at some point if they had that opportunity?
1: Yes, I think she would have quit. But I think she I also think. wanted to embarrass him, which I'm like. Everybody's like, "How does she so manipulative? She embarrass him." I'm like, "He deserves to be embarrassed. He's a fucking thumb of a human being." With his dumb, he number. deserves
0: to be embarrassed. But I don't know that she afforded him. I don't. I'm not team him, but I don't think that she gave him a lot of like opportunity to listen to her feeling Like when they talk, they talk dif- completely different languages at each other. Totally. So, like, so there's no. But she is also not willing to listen to him in the same way he's not willing to listen to her. Like I think I they think it was a don't.
1: bad match. Yeah. yeah. It was like a bad I think message.
0: they both just don't I think they both wanted to be on the show, so they just said yes to someone. Well Well it's too young. I mean that's the well, other thing is the people okay, are still so, yes. way too young.
1: Yeah, you cannot have these twenty year old boys coming and trying to marry these thirty some women. Okay. These are little boys trying to play games with grown women between Bartiste and Cole. It just, like, it wasn't going to happen. There's no, it, like, doesn't make any sense at all that either of those relationships would have worked out. These women wanted completely different things. And, like, I do think, actually, Cole and Colleen were probably a really good match, actually. like
0: I think they would have had, like, wild sex that would have probably been so vanilla, but she was, like, probably screaming and with a, with a cowboy hat on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that's what Cole wants, and that's what Colleen is fine with. Like Colleen is not actually happy with Matt, but I think she's trapped because she doesn't know how to like vow, she doesn't know how to advocate for herself. She doesn't know how to ask for her needs because that's what women are often like in their 20s. And then once they get to their 30s, they know exactly what they want. They're very clear about what they want. And that's where somebody like Zenep is viewed as a, you know, naggy, bitchy psychopath. It's like, well, you're just not the right people for each other.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, you met in in a in a pod on a reality show.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Also, like, again, I don't believe that these 20-year-olds are getting on the show for anything except for, like, Instagram followers. Like, Cole has a podcast.
0: Well, ever. I mean, no shade to me and, and you, but everyone has a podcast. No,
1: I know. But that's what I mean, right? Like, you have a podcast. Like, you're not doing this, it, you know, genuinely. Now, I do feel bad for Xana because, like, what do you – okay, let's just get to it. What do you think about this cuties?
0: Click. So it wasn't as revealing as I think she thought it would be. I think it's just a peek inside like her psyche as someone dealing with like body things, you know? Yes. Yes. Like, but I don't think it was like damning against Cole in any way. Like, I think Cole doesn't know how to navigate those types of conversations and doesn't see signs when they're happening. And I'm not even necessarily good at that either, to be honest with you. Like – that's mm-hmm. something that I've not ever dealt with in my personal life, like dealing with EDs. Um, but people around me have, and I'm yeah. not good at knowing. I I have been notified when there was a sign in someone, and I was like, I literally over my head had no mm-hmm. idea. So I'm not probably the person to like saying what's right or wrong about something, but I don't think he was trying to scold her about – They were yeah. eating something together before yeah. that.
1: They're both also having a very different conversation. She's saying <laughs> things and – They're did. always – Like, she's saying stuff, and he's saying – he's literally talking over her about a poke bowl and steak and all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, I haven't eaten. You don't want to know what I'm doing. Like, it's – yeah, it's something like that. Like, she's talking about – you could tell she's, like, not okay. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: he's, like, fully in a different space. What I actually found more offensive about that conversation was the way that the conversation starts. He goes, we got to go to the Middle East to see your people. And she kind of looks at him like (laughs) – My people are in England. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Also, Pakistan is not the Middle East. So you're an idiot. And she kind of reacted to him in a way where I was like, where it was, I could just tell by her face that she was like, I've told this man before, where my family is, where they, where they live, what it means. Like, and I could tell that after that, like, she was probably completely checked out. And that just like that to me was more obvious. And then like as a person with an ED and body stuff, like, I understood where Zaneb was coming from. But besides that clip, like, I felt like even during the show, there's a clip on the show, there's a scene on the show where they're on the beach and he's like, you're fattening yourself up. That was literally the day after he did, like, within 12 hours of him mm-hmm. telling her, you're not a 10 like Colleen. <laughs> so, like – yeah this woman obviously has insecurities she's got body stuff but mm-hmm. he was like not the right person for her but like the fact that the entire world is like oh he cried this white man he cried i'm like you know they just need like an ounce like a sm- like a smidge to give a white man the opportunity to be a victim and it's just like i don't think that cole is a victim here he no know. bipolar
0: <laughs> that is he the way he kept <laughs> saying that just like flippantly i'm like you can't just call people bipolar.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then Brennan also was like, you can't just keep saying insane and crazy. You can't say insane and crazy. You have to stop. And I was like, yeah, thank you.
0: Oh, Brennan. He's oh. so hot.
1: So hot. It's because Alexa she took the yeehaw right out of him. She oh, Well, you like, know
0: who's hot. Alexa's no. dad.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: You don't think he's hot in no. a dad way? Mm-mm. No. Oh, I think he's, he's, he has, he's a zaddy. You did spin up show about that family though, to be honest with you. They're okay, those, that whole family,
1: minerals. well, that whole family came on to be a reality TV family. Oh, completely. Yeah. They were. teaching
0: like, the Bravo, like Jewish and Dallas or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ma- exactly.
0: Mazel, Texas, like something <laughs> really on the nose. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Do you think that anybody from the show is going to make it long-term, like our babies, um, Lauren and... What's her husband's name? Mm,
0: uh, Season one, Lauren. Yeah, no, I know. I I can't remember his name. He's so hot. (laughs) The
1: the Speed Hamiltons, do you think that they're going to... Anybody on this cast is going to last long-term? I
0: think think that... um, Brendan and what's-her-face uh, have it. I also I like think that. that SK and Raven have it because they did the smart thing, which was say no, live your life a little bit, and rejoin.
1: SK and Raven kind of just uh, – they, like, cracked the code.
0: Well, they did it right. That's how I would do it if I was ever on the show. I mean, yeah. I don't see that happening for me, but I just mean, like, if if I was on this television program, even if I was, like, deeply in love with them, I would say no. Yeah. And then you just live your life with no – like marriage <laughs> yeah but like but they they're smart to do this in dallas though because texas they need to all honestly they need to always stay in the south chicago was good but they need to stick to the south because the south has such bizarre standards around you know ages at which you should be marrying what's too mm-hmm. old what's not mm-hmm. and everyone's just down to get married because like yeah. at this point if you're not married like what are you doing
1: yeah exactly so that's why i feel like it worked but um also another thing was did you know that this was filmed Mm -hmm. uh around the same same time as season two
0: yeah and they've had to wait like longer to see their stuff like play out so yeah that's wild Um, yeah it is wild makes sense though they these shows i'm sure are so easy to pump out
1: so easy and in that regard in that regard you know maybe (laughs) nick and vanessa are doing just fine
0: they're okay they're okay well i'm gonna save some thoughts because i have some more thoughts but i want to wait till we we okay great the 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 other pod
1: tom where uh where can they listen to dumpster dive
0: where podcasts are found (laughs) um and then uh i don't know when when does this come out
1: um tomorrow baby so great
0: so monday you can expect a love is blind breakdown on the dumpster dive pod feed so check that out
1: as i said in the beginning of the episode Giselle from who asked me podcast sent me all her thoughts she's actually traveling driving cross-country moving her house and she was kind enough to send me all of her absolutely hilarious thoughts about love is blind finale and the reunion i'm gonna play those now and uh we'll take a break and when we get back we'll talk about real housewives of salt lake city
2: okay while i am stopped on this road trip Some love is blind thoughts for the episode. Now, first things first, I want to talk about Nancy and Bartiz because I'm not going to lie. That whole wedding scene and especially how Nancy reacted to her family pissed me off off and i'm not saying it pissed like piss me off more than bartice but like at this point at this point i know what to expect from bartice i know i know that that man is gonna enrage me honestly looking at his face looking at the look on his face makes me upset and i know that okay but when it comes to bartice saying no that was shady okay just like nancy said don't send me a shot and say we got this or whatever the fuck you said and then get up there and say no Now, do I think Nancy is delusional for thinking that man was going to say yes? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. But I do believe that her and were just really want to be married. And they told us that. They told us that. But at least Zainab got up in there and said, oh, I'm ready to be a wife, but I'm not going to be this man's wife. Okay. Nancy, mm, mm mm-mm. So let me get to her family. While I understand that that was a lot, okay, her mom kept coming up. Her brother was yelling. I loved every minute of it. But as a person in this situation, I can get where that's a lot. Nancy sitting there in solidarity with Bartice, but then also telling her mom, go away, mom. First of all, my mom would have slapped the fuck out of me because she would have been like, Giselle, you got me up here on this television program. I have a mic pack on to deal with this bullshit. And then you got the audacity to tell me to go away. My mom would have whooped my ass. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It is disrespectful of Nancy. Nancy to have her whole family up there and include them in this, but then straight up tell them, go away, mom. She sounded like a brat. She, I cannot even begin to explain how much of a brat she sounded like to me. I was like, ew, okay? But then not only that, when Barti starts speaking back to her mom, it not only in the condescending tone that he was speaking in but also being like yeah i'll talk to you in a minute i'll talk to you in a minute you know what go bring pam go get your mama go get your mama because i got some things to say to her as well since we talking a mama's crazy over here are you well i bet you any fucking money if me and my family talk to your mom crazy like that you and your fucking weird sister would be up in arms boy go to hell go to hell here's smug ass. And the fact that Nancy let him, I get it, but there was a respectful way to say that to that woman's family. He literally could just could have been like, hey, Ms. Rodriguez, I know that everybody has questions, and I know that everybody is upset right now, rightfully so, but can I talk to Nancy first, and then I can address everybody. And then same thing with the brother. The brother is just looking out, simply looking out for his sister. Like, honestly, truly. For Bartiz to act like that's why he didn't marry her you a motherfucking lie you're a motherfucking lie and if that is really why you didn't marry her then let's talk about that you don't want people that are going to hold you accountable you don't want people that don't buy your bullshit. is that what it is because you sat in her family's face and gave them the most basic surface level answers about why you love quote unquote love their sister and they didn't buy it and they let you know that they didn't buy it so you're upset because You couldn't fool somebody in life. You couldn't charm, and I'm using air quotes when it comes to charm. You couldn't charm your way out of a situation. Go straight to hell and take that little fucking Brillo pad ponytail with you. And I can say that because I'm black, okay? I don't give a shit. Honestly, the way she let him speak to her family after embarrassing her pissed me off so fucking bad. I said, Nancy, are you okay? Are you really okay? Because let's remember, these people are standing up for you. And again, I have to sign a waiver to be here, Nancy. Not like this isn't a television show. You told me that you were coming on here. I supported it. I met this man who I knew was full of shit. In the words of Candace Dillard Bassett, I invited him into my home. I gave him a beverage, all right? And then you let him play in your face. And I'm supposed to just be like, okay. And then when Bartiz Mama came up trying to tell us it's just it just really gives it gives a lot of call from him his mom everything for his mom to say they need to deal with this this is my child my mom has said this to people before um that try and get in our business this is my child so don't tell me how to run react to anything concerning my child especially at the hands of your motherfucking child you have got to be kidding me and boy when I saw his sister walking up that's who would have set my sights on that's who i would have set my sights on and i know people are probably like giselle she was such a small part in this whole show i don't care the way that little girl pissed me off so fucking bad mm-mm. after everything was undone i just really felt like nancy came on the show for fame and to get her hg HGTV uh, reality show i feel like nancy wanted to get on there play the victim make everybody feel bad for her get the fame and then get a show about flipping houses and saving money and all of this stuff. Just go look at her Instagram if y'all have it. Those little motivational video things. I don't I don't need a financial advisor using a hot glue gun and a staple gun in a home. No, get, get away from me. Go away from me with this, Apollo. Okay, now we have to move on to the up and Cole of it all. Obviously, the internet is <laughs> at war with Zinib. And... I find it very funny, a lot of the things that I've heard come out of people's mouths, especially women, about Zenob. I have said before, and I still stand by this, yes, it is obvious that Zenob is um, insecure and self-conscious. I don't know who is not to a certain extent, okay? But do I think that Cole planted the seed of insecurity within Zenob? No, absolutely not. I think that it was already there and then he watered it. He watered it and watered it. Even when she asked him to stop watering it, he continued to. My issue with Cole and my issue with everybody trying to forgive Cole is essentially they have, are like enabling this terrible behavior first and foremost, but also they are just really falling for the trap of like, oh, I'm just a white guy. Like I'm just an innocent white man. What could I do? Cole was told about his behavior, his language multiple times and asked to stop and just because his intent what he sees is his intent isn't bad behind it he thinks it makes it harmless but it doesn't it almost almost makes it worse Cole is told about his behavior and like I said myself Cole's friends ran up to him after she said what she said up at the altar which I have no fucking problem with I, I don't fucking care everyone wants to say it was overdone it was this I don't think so because Zena was embarrassed by Cole the entire time and here's my thing y'all know I always say this when you clap back at some or when you clap at somebody when you take digs at them you do not get to choose how they respond to you I'm a big fan of how did we get here I do not understand why everybody wants somebody especially a woman to take the high road when another person has taken the low one the in the words of Dwayne Wade the high road is run out of real estate babes However, Zeynep chose to communicate that it was a fuck no from her, I'm fine with. I really fucking am. I just find it so motherfucking weird that we watched Cole do all of this shit all season. Zenob's insecurities aside. And then everyone, once the smallest thing, people are like, Oh, Zenob, this, the real villain, the real villain. Are y'all okay? Like, honestly, truly, first and foremost, the real villain is Bartiz. It is Bartista, and we will get back to that on why he didn't get any smoke at that fucking reunion. It's very weird to me. But with the cuties conversation, I don't understand why people aren't understanding that she is using that as one example. It is not the whole thing. It is one example. While the cuties conversation may not seem like a big deal to a lot of people, it was a big deal to Zena, and Zenob is the one in her body. There's some internalized misogyny going around in a lot of women right now, and it's projecting uh lexa even said you will not be getting a fucking apology from me i was with these people every day she even said the cuties conversation the tangerine she said tangerine she said it ain't about a tangerine babes which is what i'm saying which is what i know Nora, that's what you're saying too it's not about a tangerine it's about time after time this man being told by his partner by someone he says he loves hey i don't like when you do that i don't like when you say that you know, blah, blah, Now, do I think that Zenob has a passive condescending tone? Absolutely, absolutely. But to be honest, that is small potatoes, very small potatoes compared to what Cole is dishing out. I think that Zenob is a natural nurturer and Cole is a person who naturally needs nur- n- nurturing. He is a child. That's why they kind of came together. However, when you put those two dynamics together, there's a very, very, very fine line to you have to be careful not to cross to where you do become. You sound like you're talking to your partner like you're their fucking parent. Okay. You are not telling me, Cole, Cole's a fucking child. He's a fucking child. Even down to him sitting up at that reunion and crying. Cole's white woman tears do not move me. Because that's exactly what they are. That is exactly what, like when a Karen gets called out for her bad behavior. Something all, almost all of these people that I've seen coming at Zidup talk about. That's like when a Karen gets called out for her bad behavior. And she's like, what? i'm sorry i'm sorry for being me so why can we see it in cairns but we can't see it in Cole? because y'all hate in up so much I, again i have to ask are we okay and as far as like the cuties and the food relationship go i and i want to be very delicate with this i don't understand what people don't get i i find it weird that people think she's weaponizing this like i really fucking do and if you haven't had a, a stressed relationship with food then you need not comment I, and, and I don't understand that part like I, if I was a person who never had a stressful relationship with food or overworking out then I wouldn't understand however as a person with like sense in their brain and compassion I can say like okay I, well I mean I have had stressed relationships with food but I just don't I feel like we're lacking compassion here there were plenty of times during this show when Zenab got on my fucking nerves. Okay, plenty of times. I've said often, please stop asking Amanda you because be, I don't know why you'd ask that question in the first place. But obviously, he doesn't have enough good marbles in his brain to be smart enough to say, I need to call this lady a 10. And then want to sit here and say, oh, I'm just being honest. As a person who can be brutally honest and has a slick tongue, don't say something rude. Saying something rude and then resting on the laurel of, Oh, I'm just being honest. No, fuck off. Fuck off. If you want, if you want me to just be honest, we can do that. You got bugs in your toilet, babes. Zinnab could have been way more honest. She told her truth for the person that's in that relationship. I just, I, it. I cannot describe people's reaction to Zinnab any other way except for weird. Okay, and for people saying that she was mean up at the altar. This is gonna be an unpopular opinion, but I, as I have said, Zainab and I have the same birthday. When I saw her up at that altar, I said, "There it is." Only the only difference between me and Zainab is I would have shown no mercy. I know people are upset about the prayer and the fact that she prayed over him and over them each other at first. I don't give a shit. Zainab still gave that man many a compliment. It drives me crazy how many compliments she actually gives him because she still tells him, oh, you're a beautiful boy. Cole is a very mediocre looking white man. And I know beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but that is why Cole has gotten away with so fucking much. He is a very mid mediocre looking white guy with very mid to under mid jokes. But for some reason, people let him off the hook. It's rooted in white supremacy. It really fucking is the reason people want to give, like, let him off the fucking hook. And it, dry, it makes me want to fucking scream. It really, really fucking does. Cole has gotten through his whole life. Whole life just being like, oh, I'm cool. I got brown hair, blue eyes. I'm really giggling. I make fucking jokes. And uh, sometimes those jokes may offend people. But I'm just joking. I'm going to throw a blanket apology over and then continue to be me. And people, like his friend said... Yo, bro, you're a good person. You're a good person. This has nothing to do with good and evil right now. This has nothing to do with good and evil right now. I cannot stand when there somebody is having conflict with somebody else and then they say, well, I'm a good person. I'm not talking about whether or not you're evil. I'm talking about an incident, something that you did to me and how it made me feel and how we are going to move forward with each other. People want to go to extremes to make themselves feel better. It's like, it's really like breaking up with somebody and saying, well, at least I didn't stab you. What? what no they're both wrong they're both different levels of wrong so just sit here and accept responsibility and to circle back to like how she spoke to him listen and i'm not saying this is right but as somebody who has the same birthday as in I will tell you this i would have spared no mercy i probably wouldn't have gotten up to the altar Uh, that's 50-50 for me because one thing I know about me and I can see it in Zen kind of is when our feelings are hurt especially by somebody we care about we're gonna get you back okay I don't like Cole like I really don't I don't feel bad for him I don't feel bad that they dragged him the only thing that I wish is that they would have hitched him and Bartise to the same dragging post and dragged both of them during that reunion like I wish that they would have double dog walked both of those fucking ignorant ass stupid ass men i really fucking do the thing that pisses me off the most xenom is getting all this hate i know i know for a there's no doubt in my fucking mind that there are women delusional fucking women in both bartice and cole's inboxes right now throwing their fucking panties at them those men will be fucking fine. They will not be affected whatsoever. We're going to talk about them, like, for probably the next two days. And then they're going to go on with their lives and be fine. Everybody dragging Zena, that's going to follow her. It's literally everything we fucking talk about with, like, men and sexism. But then people, women are anything in it. It just drives me fucking mad because I'm not I'm not sitting here saying Zenob did everything right. Everything. No, I don't think Nancy did everything right, I don't think Colleen did everything right. I don't think Alexa did everything right, but I probably didn't see it on my screen. Nobody nobody does everything right. But to be fine with every all the actions and everything we saw from Cole this whole season and then to hold Zenob's feet. I don't even say to the fire. They trying to put her motherfucking feet in the fire, send him off about this like are we well are are we well i mean i know i'm well but is everybody else okay because it's not it's the math isn't mapping when it comes to colleen and matt like part of me feels i feel i'm after i saw her at the reunion i feel very uncomfortable talking about them after i saw her and him somebody took like a picture of like her face and like his like her body language and his and they were just sitting there they were just sitting there i'm i'm worried about her but i don't want to like i I, i'm very uncomfortable when it comes to those two like i i really am um i hope colleen is okay she even when she first started talking at the beginning of the reunion about the pool conversation i'm sorry if you ask me i don't I don't think, necessarily think Colleen did anything wrong. Cole is the one that brought it to her. She, all she said was, yeah, generally in the real world, like this, you are the type of guy that I probably would have gone for, but that's not it. A lot of other people said that too, and still kept it respectful. I think Colleen kept it respectful. Cole was the one that kept pushing it across the line. Now, could she have gotten up? Could she have this? Yeah, but, I mean, Cole swam, Cole could have swam away. You know what I mean? But the way she, like, she when she started crying and, like, even her shifty behavior, her voice shaking, I was like, mama, 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 it's okay. It's, like, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then Matt just has, like, a sinister look on his face to me. Like, Matt, the, I feel like I kind of, like, we're prioritizing Matt's feelings and Cole's feelings, and it's like it's very fucking weird to me it's very odd i very happy for Alexa and Brennan I had a feeling that SK and Raven were together like dating and I think that is best for them because I saw a lot of people trying to drag my beloved SK and I'm just like again asking the question are y'all okay I don't and I did I did enjoy Raven she's funny to me But Raven, also an Aries, like myself, she spoke in matter of facts. She after they got out of the pot. She knew that he was going to Berkeley. She said, My life isn't changing. I'm still gonna live here. I'm gonna do this. She said things that that were in matter of facts that should have probably been conversations between her and sk but she didn't give the those conversations the chance to happen because she said i'm not doing this i don't care how raven wants to live her life i differ, definitely don't care that she wants her man to make the money and she wants to spend it honestly that would be a dream of mine too oh uh, whatever i'm i i would not be opposed to it as i will say i don't mind working but i would not be mad about it and i'm not dissing any person who, that's how they want to live their life. I just think there should have been more conversations between them about some of the things for her. But if it works for SK and it works for her, that's fine. I don't care. I think dating was the best for them. I was just a little confused because when she was like, I was going to say yesterday, I was like, you were? Because they had a lot They had a lot of things to work out. But they, I think they had a good foundation for the dating relationship that they, they have now. You know? Um, but besides that, I think I'm pretty much done Because if I continue to talk about Bartiz and or Cole, I'm just going to scream. Oh, and I also would like to see Lauren and Cameron host next year. And not only that, I want to see them host. I would love to see them have some on-site therapy, like some couples therapy uh, situations. However, on the flip side of that, as we all know, TV therapy is not necessarily like actual therapy because to be... Like, to get to real revelations and stuff, I don't think a camera needs to be present, you know? So maybe they could do, like, therapy where it's not on camera, and then maybe they just, if they want to, the contest, uh, contestants, this is not a game, the, um, you know, cast tells us about it or they can talk about, you know, okay, yeah, in our therapy dis- session we discuss this. I don't know. It's working. It's it's working because, and I know people are like, it wouldn't be as messy if we did that. Yes, it still could be. It very much still could be.
1: Okay, well, we're back. We're back. Um, okay, we're back to talk about rehearsals of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this episode, as we mentioned in the top of this episode, was so, uh, your words, cuckoo banuno. but I love it. I love that this is just nonsense. Like, all of the drama is centered around, We got choir auditions. We have a Finsta account. There's a flapper dress top hat routine. There's Twitter drama related to an obituary. We get a cringe hot tub scene.
0: Yep. Toes on taints. Like, (laughs) what are we doing? It's crazy. Toes
1: on taints. That's going to be the name of this episode.
0: And you know what? It's a good name because everyone will know exactly what we're talking about. (laughs) like, oh, we're talking about SLC. (laughs) No, it's, uh, it's, I'm liking it so much more than I have liked previous seasons because yes. of how unhinged it is. And it's doing all the things that the old shows used to do where mm-hmm. we're fighting about nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that we're not talking about Jen's arrest or anything yes. anymore. Like, I like that that's over here and she's somehow the most likable person in the city of Salt Lake, somehow.
1: Somehow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The only person that weighs down this television program for me um with just her energy and her fame, her fame hungriness is Heather Gay right now. Thank you. It's Thank it's you. hard to watch. Yeah. And there is we talked about this on our episode, but I just want to draw attention to something that was one of the more haunting things I've ever seen them like include in um a pan through uh, a housewife's home. Did you notice they cut to her fridge where she has a a caricature of herself in her season one promo look with like it's like a greeting card of herself that she bought and puts mm-hmm. on her fridge?
1: No, I did not know that. Go back, and it's, go like back when, and it's like it's before
0: Whitney gets there. They like do a pan through um, Heather's like townhome she lives in, and they show that, and I'm like, oh, I got it. She's fully lost the thread.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I don't here's the thing. Heather was like, oh, I was just like judgy Miss Mormon, like always obsessed with being Mormon. I, you know, didn't go to my own siblings' weddings and I had to get a, a custom bolero jacket made because I didn't show my shoulders. Like she was this super judgy, terrible person. And the thing is, if that's who you were then, you're likely not going to not be that. Like she has just taken that personality and added it to like whatever she's doing now, which is being a housewife. Like hmm. she I don't get I've never gotten I think season one I got the sense that she was like a cool person. And then after the reunion, I was like, Oh no, no, she's she's a bad guy. Like she is
0: the way she flipped, like just the her anger at that season one reunion over fucking over nonsense. What? Over yeah. what? Yeah. But what are we talking about? It's just I just can't I can't do it. And I also I can't do the Helling Journey either, but like no, I'm man. I'm more team Helling Journey than I am team I'm, whatever. Uh,
1: of course, because at least Helen Journey is being real. So I feel like
0: <laughs> she is. And you know <laughs> Helling Journey, she has a hmm, how do I say this without it getting me fully like ripped off the internet? I just mean like I I think she, something that has happened because of the trauma, I think, in her life, she doesn't totally know how to use her words and access, like, emotions in the correct way. That's right. So when she's trying to make arguments about things, I don't totally, I'm like, you have an argument there somewhere, but you're not, your delivery isn't awesome, and it's kind of giving Cole and uh, Zenob when (laughs) the two of them are fighting, because they're just speaking fully different languages. Like... Don't When Heather and Whitney are fighting, I'm like, I don't think either of you know what you're actually fighting about.
1: No, but I think also Heather is very used to Whitney being the quiet person who just agrees with her. Like even Mm -hmm. when they're fighting at the end of this episode, Heather's like, I'm used to my friend, my cousin being there and just sitting there and listening to me and helping me unpack whatever it is I'm going through instead of. So what she's used to is Whitney just being a yes man. And Mm -hmm. what Whitney is saying is, well, Heather, all Lisa Barlow did was. Just point out the fact that you lied during the reunion. You lied during she, the reunion. You said that had you said that Lisa Barlow texted you after your dad died, and Lisa Barlow is who is not a human. She's an alien. Okay, she mm, is. Sent from she, above. <laughs> sent from above. Some might call it an angel. I don't know, yeah. but she she's not a person of Earth. And so for her to go online and like find her father's obituary and then use the text message to like prove that she was not lying is it is low, but it's like, eh, okay, but that's true. Heather, you were not accurate. You you called Lisa a liar. Lisa clarified that she's not a liar. So who's the liar? Heather, you're the liar. Right. And when Heather's. When Heather is confronted with that, she accepts it by being like, okay, okay, Lisa Barlow, you're perfect and I'm terrible. Even at the end with Whitney, she's like, okay, Whitney, yeah, everybody else is great and I'm the bad guy. And I'm like, oh, okay, so Heather, you're not used to ever being held accountable for anything because you think that you're better than everyone and you're smarter than everyone. Yeah.
0: Completely. I mean, that's it. She's always been this. I think, and that falls into her family too. I think that that's how she was probably with her siblings. Like, I think there's more to it. I think there's more to her, um, like being estranged from estranged from some of her siblings, than just like leaving the Mormon Church.
1: Her brother wrote her a letter.
0: Very nice to them.
1: Yeah. Last year, her brother wrote her a letter, and she ignored it. And she's like, oh, I, I decided to bring it up. I decided to finally address it on camera. It's like, oh, okay, you're a full fucking monster. Like, no. you you are oh. the one that is, huh? Yeah, go no, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. You are the one that is actually weaponizing your family and your father's death. Like, you're the one that did those things, and now those things are coming to bite you in the ass. And now you're upset about it. It's like, mm, I don't really feel bad. And also, like, if your, best friend, if your best friend, if you are letting Angie H., Sit sit in your lap with that weird flapper dress and her biker shorts showing after all is said and done. Mm-hmm. I'm judging the kind of person you are.
0: Yeah, like Angie's like clearly doing everything she can to get on this television program.
1: But also and that's
0: where your 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 loyalties lie with her?
1: Yeah, but also Whitney. If Angie lied to you about Saying anything about the dick sucking for basketball jazz tickets, Tom. Well, <laughs> as I call it, the
0: jazz festival. <laughs> Jizzing for jazz. So <laughs> yeah, I, I still can't handle how serious they're taking that rumor. It's hilarious. It is it's, so funny. There's literally no world in which it's real. And so, like, it's hilarious.
1: Well, that's also, I think, why Lisa Barlow is kind of, like, not completely wigging out over that rumor. Because I think she, like, first of all, I think you and I talked about this. Like, can you even imagine Lisa Barlow ever doing anything sexual? Never.
0: No. No. She just lays there while she's, like, playing Candy Crush and (laughs) drinking a Diet Coke while while, um, Barlow (laughs) penetrates her.
1: And that's how Henry and Jack were made. Like, like oh, I love,
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, keep doing that. Uh, Are you done yet? <laughs> Vida tequila. How can we get Vita into the jazz arena? Vita tequila. Oh yeah, babe. Oh, I, I love that. Thank you, thank you, John. Yeah, I just, oh, I actually came a couple minutes ago, with John. Yeah, I love that. Oh, <laughs> way in a manger, no grandpa. Man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I just I feel like all of it is just so silly. The whole thing is silly. But why, Whitney, if you know that if Angie lied to you about lying about the jazz tickets, then why are you in a costume doing a routine when the Saints go marching in at this choir audition? Why is there? Listen
0: to what you just said to me.
1: make any sense what am i what words am i saying i'm saying gobbledygook what are
0: we doing honestly it's, almost, it's <laughs> kind of embarrassing <laughs> it's a little
2: embarrassing
0: i'm like we're talking about this this show <laughs> what is wrong
1: with us <laughs> oh
0: god
1: <laughs> it's just so funny
0: no it's hilarious and um i one of my favorite parts about the like now viral away in the manger Lisa Barlow's version that's going around yes. is when that just random gay goes, Yes,
2: yes.
0: <laughs> as if yes. she just like, let out, like, and the rockets reckless, like, Yes, yes. <laughs> like, away in a manger, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Heather I, is speaking it a little ser- too seriously. She, I think she's actually taking this choir thing very seriously.
1: I don't understand what the purpose is of the choir. Everyone's going to get in. There's like six people auditioning.
0: Which five of whom are on the cast. Chick. I mean, I think that's what Salt Lake City looks like. Like, I, I can't imagine going into a place in Salt Lake City and it being busy. Yeah. Like, don't you think every, like, target you're at there is, like, kind of vacant? Because everyone's a like church.
1: The, yeah, because it's, like, the vast land. Like, yeah, I and just it's like yes, vast land
0: out. of MLMs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Are people even shopping in stores for things? I feel like they're only shopping right. through MLMs. Things are just getting...
0: well oh, that's a good point. Like, why... Ship to their homes. Why would I be in your choir when I can be in my MLM, called <laughs> Mormonism? <laughs> 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 oh, God. Did you see the photo of um Helling Journey's husband, uh at Watch It Happens Live.
1: Um, and like dripping in Gucci.
0: <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> that makes my penis crawl inside of my own body more than seeing someone so proud of what they have. Like Okay, that. but
1: can I you say something about Mr. Helling Journey?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's got a cute face. <laughs> oh
0: my
2: god. You know what it really? is?
1: No, it's just when he smiles, there's something about his smile that I find very endearing. He's like a – he just seems like a nice – like I could see why Mm -hmm. Whitney found him to be so sweet and decided to ruin both of their lives in some way and have these like massive affairs or whatever. Mm Some about him – I mean, of course, I have to overlook the fact that he had an affair with his employee who was significantly younger than him, younger Mm -hmm. than his children while married to another woman. The layers of problems there. This woman is married to somebody else.
0: But I do think I. I'm not defending that behavior, but like sometimes you're just with the wrong person. So I don't know how yeah, it could have so- just been a bad marriage, and, <laughs> and they seem to have a good marriage. Like look Whitney at King and
1: Charles Wilson. and Camilla for God's sake. You know. Oh
0: God, are you watching The Crown? <laughs>
1: of course I am. We're recapping it on the podcast. All, oh, you are really? Yes. Yes. How fun. Anyway. So,
0: um. Um. Helen, uh, what were we saying? Uh, just. Uh. I mean. I just, just is not for me, not for me. But I do, I do, I, I wish happiness on them.
1: Would you rather? Would you rather get a smile from Justin Rose or your taint tickled by Seth Marks?
0: Oh, I would go taint. <laughs>
1: really? Yeah, absolutely. You're into Seth Marks.
0: I mean, I'm into John Barlow. If we're gonna go, there. oh, I mean, He's hi, hello, of, the but... most
1: sensible person on this podcast, on this podcast, on this show.
0: Did you, did you see the? I don't know if you noticed this, but when she FaceTimed her brother and how her brother literally is the spitting image of John Barlow. Did you notice that?
1: Of course I noticed that. Of course. That was
0: shocking. I was like, you've married you've married your brother. Your one Which, brother. You're welcome to do that in Salt Lake City, I think, but Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's Seth. If we're gonna rate them, it's John Barlow and then Seth and then uh, Coach Shaw would be beneath that, and then beneath that would be um, Elf on the Shelf, and then beneath that would be Justin for me. Oh
2: my
1: God! The Elf on the Shelf goes above Justin.
0: There's just something about Justin that scares me a little bit. Like I feel like there's some Trumpy things going on.
1: Oh, I mean across the board, honey.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, elf on the Shelf isn't Trumpy. They're they're not Trumpy.
1: Are you sure about that?
0: Well, if they have a trans child. I can't imagine that they're they like are voting for Trump. But I could be wrong. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like have you have you talked to conservatives with queer children? I feel like. I feel I know, like that's not the
0: way they the way they revealed so much about their support for their child in last season, I have to believe that they're voting in a way that supports their child's well, the child... how much they've invested in their child's what what are you gonna say?
1: Well the child uh, was all over the Reddit last year talking about how the child's friends were all over reddit last year talking about how actually they're not close to angie at all because the child is not i think it's it's uh it's Angie's up on the shelves up on the shelves child yeah it's yeah. not angie's child andy's angie's the stepmother so i feel like mm. uh, i feel like there is something that we're hiding here and i i feel like we're uh maybe parading around our trans child to get on television work i mean listen a 52 year old man who makes two, not one but two finstas okay let
0: is... talk about that though because there's something about the whole finsta drama to me that no one's saying mm-hmm. and for jen shaw to be so upset uh mm-hmm. this this it was named shaw exposed um and how that's what that's done to her family's name <laughs> all i want to say to her is baby what have you done to your family's name
1: thank you <laughs> Like,
0: the calls coming from inside the house. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. When also- When Jen Shaw, they think of someone who defrauded thousands of old people. They don't think of a account called Shaw Exposed that comes for Lisa Barlow and her six lawyers. Like, it's- you, you you're you that person mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: like coach Shaw getting so upset because he's like you know people don't know that jen is laying in fetal position crying about trolls online and she doesn't take the internet you know well and it takes such a toll on her like mental health i'm like okay you're talking about the lady that was literally liking and retweeting like terrible things about brooks marks
0: who was like 19 at right. the time but she's a walking double standard. Of course. Yeah. I
1: just love when she gets mad because, like, everybody's bickering and she wants all the attention to be on herself. And she'll be like, this is about me. It's about me. And I'm like, go off, you lunatic. She's such a loony. I love it. I love it so much. Um, what do you think about Whitney and Lisa's budding friendship?
0: Um, I think I I I don't think that it's fake. I actually think that it's kind of real and. I think Lisa is, um, I like Lisa. So I would want to be friends with Lisa too. Mm -hmm. And uh, Whitney, you know, I think she is someone who probably just, if someone's supporting her, they're like suddenly like their best friends. So she's Mm -hmm. doing that for her and she needs support. I don't know. I buy it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's as chess movie as Heather makes it out to be. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think Heather needs to maybe think to herself, why am I, Best friends with the criminal who called me Shrek for two years on social media.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's a more
0: peculiar relationship to me than Whitney and Lisa.
1: Yeah, I think that probably because uh, Heather is afraid of being called racist and wants to align with people of color on her television show. So I feel like that's why she does it. Because Heather only cares about what people call her. Like, she's not a genuine human being. I will say this on the topic of racism is that another week has passed and we are not addressing Jenny on the show.
0: Thank God. I haven't even thought about that little.
1: I think story. about it every week because the what is sh- the show was it? filming. The show was already filming when the Jenny stuff happened.
0: I know, and, but like, I and I, the-
1: and here's the thing, hear me out. If We're going to go, we're going to talk about what's going on on Twitter. We're gonna talk about fucking finstas. <laughs> we're pretending to make a choir. Okay, why are we not talking about the fact that you guys filmed a show with a lady who was very racist, continued to film with her, Mm -hmm. and then suddenly she's not filming with you guys anymore? Like, I feel like Salt Lake City is like missing out on that opportunity here. I feel like we were told that they were already filming, and I'm mad about it.
0: I know, but what do you think? Like, that would just weigh down the season because there's no way I mean it's too late to bring it up now no 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 I know but I'm saying there's no world in which the the television network itself or these women would navigate that in a way that would lend itself to good television like it Mm -hmm. wouldn't like I don't think any I don't think anyone would be like oh thank god they did that like (laughs) like seeing her like demise play out on camera addressing it like all of that because in the end she's a trash person that's going to continue to be a trash person Mm -hmm. and what are these women gonna do that's gonna like help the like climate in any way they're all like deeply like fucked up racist people i think probably yeah i just don't know i don't really know what good i mean i know this is just this is like walking turning a blind eye is not a good thing to do but i'm just that's like right. these people are bad it's like how on earth would they navigate this in a way that would be worth watching
1: that's a good point i don't think that they would navigate it well at all
0: it's just like what maybe would be i just want to
1: watch white people be um called out for being racist and problematic
0: i don't well, know I, I i agree i mean I, I think that there is there is validity in that and there's Mm -hmm. definitely times for that but i just don't know what what anyone would get out of it is like because i don't Mm. think that's 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 my thing when i that's kind of a overall thing i have when we're addressing race in the shows and stuff i'm like are what are we are 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 some bravo viewers like if would there be a bravo viewer that watched to sit down between jenny and (laughs) meredith and heather and would there be a Bravo viewer that watched that and be like, "Was Team Jenny, and now isn't?"
1: Uh, no, but I do think that I would have wanted to see when they found out that this stuff was on Jenny's profile. Like, I don't need to see mm. Jenny on TV, but I would have enjoyed because apparently they did film it. They did film them finding out that Jenny is racist. had they filmed
0: a sit down with yeah,
1: her. yeah, yeah. And so I would have, I would have wanted to see that of like what that looks like because you know, at the reunion, they were very supportive of Jenny. They enjoyed Jenny. Meredith was a big fan of Jenny. Lisa was a big fan of Jenny. So I feel like um, that was, that would have been interesting to see because I do think that, like, I love Lisa Barlow but, like, Lisa Barlow, you brought on a we're talking well, about she, problematic she, people being brought on the show. like Angie. for Jenny somewhere, too. And yeah, so it's like, girl, you know.
0: Well, it's... Meredith said, though, on Watch It Happens Live or on, on television that she was, like, actually so upset because yeah. she like welcomed this woman into her home and she would have never done that if she knew that these yeah were
1: the of course same. yeah but, yeah
0: um i it's just like if we were doing if we spent too much time on that i don't know that we would have a choir audition and so I, <laughs> i'd rather have choir <laughs>
1: that's true i do love the lightness you know I mean? of this it, of this because it's all it is is just you know you have this high stakes situation which is obviously jen Shah is a criminal Mm-hmm. And then you have this the rest of this fighting, which is so low stakes, so silly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that, like, Heather in her conversation with Whitney, it's like, Whitney, if you're mad at me, then why did you come to my choir audition?
0: <laughs> and when they're outside of that building, it looks like when you're in acting school and you're, like, trapped in an improv scene and they're like, you can't leave the stage. You got to stay here. Because, <laughs> like, Angie H and K are like, well... And this other woman, Dana, Dana, that we're supposed yeah. to care about, which I will I will eventually care about her because I can't wait to see her come for Jen. But like yeah. like just seeing all these people like walk around aimlessly being like, Well, but you were the account that when <laughs> <one> did that, <laughs> but then you the obituary at the choir. Like they don't know what they're like, it seems like just, it they seems don't know like, what to say to each other. It seems like a cluster of Sims who got lost. like <laughs> Totally. We are <laughs> like, why is grandpa and like the girl next door <laughs> hanging out at the bar down the street? <laughs> uh,
1: I love it. I cracked up so hard. They really go all, all out with that routine that they did. Now, what do you think about Angie H Hope <laughs> on the shelves? Mrs. Elf well, on of all, the Shelf.
0: Whitney and Angie nailed their pirouettes. They did a triple. Beautiful. You <laughs> can't do a single. And I went to school for musical theater. We had to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Very impressive. Wait, what do I think
0: about Angie H? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that, no! I get confused. Uh, Angie H. What do I think about her? Just in general? Mm-hmm. I think she's. I wish she was a little less hungry because I do think she'd be good. <laughs> she's. She's, she's a, a lunatic.
1: She's starving. She's. I a, mean a,
0: that in a couple different ways.
1: <laughs> she is uh, and then she's got like this like old timey voice I can't quite figure out what what's up with her voice yeah, she's but, kind of like
0: a mid-Atlantic accent almost
1: she's got a mid-Atlantic accent she's not as sleepy as Meredith Marks obviously mm-hmm. who's just like highly medicated but she's kind of on that same realm but she's like more high energy ish like I don't know what to, I don't know what it is but I think the way Angie talks does not match her face and that also makes her <laughs> <laughs> an enigma to watch on television
0: i i see what you mean i agree i'm i'm I, I i like i was disappointed last season mm-hmm. when because the rumor was that they tested both jenny and her and then chose to go in the jenny direction which makes zero sense to me because yeah. jenny was not good for the show in any way but no um i uh was confused then because I think she actually would have thrived better just being a part of all of last season. Yeah. But I think maybe being kind of an Ansler character has made her do some crazy shit for camera. And now mm-hmm. I think she'll never get on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's gonna end up being like a who's like a person that's like always been like a hanger on her on like a she t- you know what she's she's
0: What's her face in Married right to Medicine? Carrie. Yes. <laughs>
1: I was going to say she's like the Kims on Jersey. You know, like, yeah, or they're like just Tanya always there. To Tanya Sam. <laughs> like, Andrew
0: yeah. was like, another season with Tanya. And <laughs> I mean, she just like ghosted after she fucked that stripper.
1: <laughs> she went to Canada and said bye bye and never bye. came back. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, a, that's what Angie is like. Like, there's two Angie's here, there's two Kims in Jersey. It's just like, I work. love, I love, I live for the hanger Honors. I live but for it's them. giving
0: Kim D, Kim G. We have Angie H and Angie K. That's right. I love it. And every time I say Angie K, it makes me think of Nanny K, yes, his, uh, deceased uh, grandmother. Yes, exactly. Kyle never knew.
1: Yes, exactly. Tom, do you have any other thoughts about these shows?
0: Um, my only thought, and going back to like the Jenny conversation we were having, mm-hmm. um, I think that like a moment when things are brought up that makes sense. To be brought up on camera, like and are worth diving into. And they didn't do a good job of diving into this was like when Jenny was doing her like awful like black scent to Mary on camera. Mm -hmm. Like, I think when something unfolds like that on camera, it's worth diving into because it's a natural conversation to be had. But I think when she's doing all these things that are like insane off camera, uh, it's like what what is there to be said when the show itself exists it can't the show itself can't exist on Twitter you know
1: yeah that's true also because she then went on like Instagram live and brought like a black person on her Instagram live <laughs> to confirm that because you met ma- that was what was that a dream
0: that not <laughs> not a dream not not <laughs> <a> dream. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well um, guys that's it for this episode please do head on over to dumpster dive on Monday
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: <laughs> On Monday, to listen to your sit
0: down with Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> we talk all things Love is Blind.
1: <laughs> but Tom, please tell everybody there where they can find you. I feel like, by the way, you're like a you're my co-host.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can find you can find me. Can, I'll let you, you
1: know you know where Tom if Hamlet can be star,
0: from. You can find me
1: yeah yeah he's every everything is in the description of this episode anyway but thank you tom for being here and um i can't wait to talk to you about love is blind later Same, <Mine>.